0: with AWB Contract Templates.
1: and amplify your influence. This is the flaunt your fire podcast, and I am your CEO and host for today, India Jackson. Ah, oh, this episode's a little different and I'm sure, you know, by now there's no scripts here. This is strictly just me and you having conversation, but I feel like I've learned a lot of lessons that I felt inclined to share with you here. And I'll say that they're visibility lessons from the crisis of this year, but really maybe they're just visibility lessons for this year because this year has had like all the things happen. Am I right? So when I think about some of these lessons... One of the first ones that I comes to mind is be yourself. We hear it all the time, right? And why do we hear it all the time? I've been asking myself, why do we need to remind people to be themselves? You know, why does this feel so challenging to show up and be authentically you? And no one else. Be authentically your brand and not try to make your brand fit into the same box as any other person in your industry. Why is that so hard? And I just think that uh, there's something about fitting in that is easier. The blueprint's already there, right? You can follow the tactic that everybody else used. Paving your own way with no roadmap, with no guidance, with no blueprint, with no, never creating something that you've never seen anyone else do. It's hard. It's hard. And I want to acknowledge that, that, that phrase of like, be yourself. Sounds simple, but it's really not. It's easier to fit in than it is to stand out. Fitting in means that you don't have to be singled out, hopefully. At least we like to think. It means that when you make the decision that I saw a lot of people did at the beginning of COVID to send out an email blast with the subject line COVID 19, you know, you didn't have to think about it. You saw everybody else do it, so you did it. It's easy when we see everyone doing the black square and hashtagging it Black Lives Matter to do the same thing. It means we don't have to think for ourselves, honestly. We don't have to worry about if we did it wrong. But the challenge with that is we're not asking ourselves questions about why are we doing this? Who is this impacting is this true to our values? How does the receiver feel? Is this getting us the result that we're looking for? And so when I think about the emails that we all got with the subject line COVID 19, you know, I can only speak for me. I saw and had conversations with what a few other people were doing too to know that they were on board with that as well. But I got like 50 emails with subject line COVID-19. Do you think that I opened 50 emails? I opened the first couple and I saw that like, okay, these emails tend to be saying like, here's what they're doing for COVID. Um, And if it was a physical location, that I planned on going to during quarantine for context, I'm here near Washington, D.C. in the United States. Um, So we were like quarantined, like New York. Um, But if I planned on going there, which I wasn't because everything was closed, then maybe I needed that email. But after 3N, I'm like, okay, this is... I appreciate you addressing what you're doing, but I don't need to read 50 of these. So I did a search and I deleted the rest. As I would encourage any client who is navigating the overwhelm of a huge surge of information and noise that is not going to be beneficial to them. It might actually make their heads a little bit more cloudy about what they need to do to do as well. When I think about Black Lives Matter and how there was Blackout Tuesday, you know, and you saw everybody else post the square and you just posted the square, hashtag Black Lives Matter, you didn't have to think about that. But there were consequences to that. And not asking yourself, why are you doing this? Then you didn't consider, you know, that that hashtag on a black square actually tells the algorithm. That <laughs> hashtag Black Lives Matter might not be that important because the algorithm isn't just assessing likes, comments, hashtags, it's also looking at the actual like pixels in the image. And naturally, I'm sure many of you saw that your posts with the black square or even your posts that are quotes and memes get less engagement than a picture of you or your team member's lovely face. So now we've also said that we don't necessarily like these black squares to the algorithm because we're not commenting and engaging on it at the same rate as everything else. And so we actually, and not thinking for ourselves and doing what we see everybody else do and fitting in actually might have hurt the cause that we were trying to support. Oh, visibility lesson for myself there is my visibility needs to look like however it needs to look in that moment. I definitely stepped out this year and really voiced my opinion and gave my feedback and put a voice to a lot of those things that I saw happening. Um, especially the Black Lives Matter Blackout Tuesday squares getting the wrong hashtag put on there. And people listened, and they deleted those posts. Thank you if you're one of the people that deleted that post. I appreciate you. And it really... All I can do is hope that me using my voice and saying, here's why this doesn't work, um, which doesn't always feel like a positive conversation, But all I can do is hope that me saying, here's why this doesn't work, can change the way somebody sees something and open their mind to start thinking for themselves instead of executing on the same tactic they see everyone else using. What works for them may not work for you, might actually hurt what you were trying to do or annoy your clients or whatever. And what they're doing doesn't need to work for you. You're you. A large part of how I work with clients is encouraging them to fully be themselves in everything that they do unapologetically. That doesn't mean following somebody else's blueprint, not even mine. And I'm their, <laughs> you know, we're their visibility agency and we're not even forcing them to follow ours to the T. All right. All right. The other thing that really stood out to me is something that feels really weird to say because I feel like I've always been resistant to this whole self-care and protect the asset and the asset is you kind of stuff. I know it's true, so I don't disagree with it. Um but I've always felt really resistant to it because I feel like that message has always been overwhelmingly about do yoga and journal. And this is not what self-care looks like for me. And so in that messaging, typically leaning really hard in that direction, I didn't see myself in it. But one of the biggest visibility lessons that I've learned is I absolutely need to protect the asset. And as the CEO Of this agency, the asset is me because I'm the leader. If I am not fully thriving and functioning, the business eventually won't as well. And then that means the clients don't. And then there's a trickle down effect of that. And I know what's closest to my heart is the results the clients get. Even before I think about the business, that's just how my mind works. And so I absolutely have to make sure I'm protecting me. If I know that me not doing that means that the clients are not protected. And I bring that up because when we're in a place where life is up and down and everything that could possibly happen this year has happened, I I remember even throwing around like the only thing left that could happen is that we get visits from aliens, you know? (laughs) And then somebody else was like, well, now that you mention that, I'm like, oh gosh, (laughs) but when we're in the middle of a crisis, you know, our nervous systems are already naturally a little bit more revved up and there's plenty of resources out there that goes into this. The first one that comes to mind is a book called the body keeps the score that I've been reading um, about PTSD and trauma and how it affects the human body and the brain, but long story short of it. When your nervous system or when there's collective trauma happening or crisis happening, um, it revs up our fight or fight system. And that part of the brain is closer to the base of the neck. And when it's firing off and saying, whether it's really subtle or full-blown, run, (laughs) that there's a bear that we're going to have to fight or run from or that we need to freeze and play dead, the part of your brain that allows you to fully step into being creative and innovative gets shut off. It is not functioning at its full throttle. It's not functioning at full capacity. And so I now have a whole new understanding and a whole new appreciation for taking the time to do what self-care looks like for me in Also, leading my team to do that as well and making it very clear at a time like this where, you know, family members have passed away, friends have passed away, people have gotten sick, that health comes absolutely first in this business. And that it's okay to take a few days off if you are in a place where you need that to be able to thrive. And I have to do that for myself. And so I'll share with you that one of the things that I have always known, but I'm allowing myself to fully own and step into is that self-care for me is not yoga. You know, um, while I'm not opposed to it, my go-to way for self-care is actually a hard workout. And when the gym closed, I stopped getting those in daily and I had to figure out a new normal for me. Because not doing those hard workouts meant that my nervous system was in fight or flight and anxiety was there much more than I preferred it to have been and that affected my creativity, my ability to lead. And the biggest takeaway for this episode is my ability to be visible because when we're not feeling good about ourselves, it's not going to feel good to be seen. I'm going to repeat that. When we are not feeling good about ourselves, when we are not feeling like we are fully being our authentic self, when we are not showing up for ourselves in a way that feels good and true to who we are, when we are not being our greatest version, it is not going to feel good and exciting to be seen, to be visible, to have other eyes looking at us and learning from us and taking us in. No matter how beautiful your visibility plan and strategy are, it's not going to feel good to execute it on it when you don't feel good about yourself. And that doesn't always mean that we have a negative self-image, right? Sometimes it just means that we just need a mental break from everything that's happening right now. And so if you can relate to that, if you have been here, if you have found yourself you know, like me, not on Instagram live as much as I used to be, or being inconsistent about it, or struggling to get on Facebook because the energy on Facebook is just so negative sometimes. And it already feels like a time that's hard to find a laugh. It's okay to press pause, take a step back, and do one of my vi- biggest visibility lessons as well. Which is ask myself, what is the path of least resistance right now? What does feel good? And how can I double down on that? And not necessarily worry so much about what doesn't feel good in this moment. Give me your permission to do the same. I know some of you have podcast. <laughs> I see you. I am you right now. I'm here. And that podcast right now, at a time where life is uncertain and money and time and resources and relationships and work and lifestyle and health and wellness have been up and down and up and down like a jagged mountain, is causing you to feel resistance or lose the excitement or not have the clarity that you once had about how you're showing up on your own podcast and talking to your people, talking with your people. I'm giving you permission to press pause on that too. I've had that conversation with quite a few clients over the last few weeks and that can look different for each one of you, but if you do you have a podcast or if you have a YouTube channel or if you are used to showing up on Facebook lives a certain amount of times or Instagram lives a certain amount of times a week, it's okay to press pause on that and reevaluate because I firmly believe that taking that step back And giving yourself some time to get your nervous system and take care of yourself and everything's like level and calm again and we're feeling excited and creative again. And coming back with a bomb ass piece of content that everybody wants to share and get so much value out of is going to serve you so much better than showing up out of obligation because it's on the calendar and it's what you've always done. People can feel the difference, A. B, the value of that piece of content. It's not going to be the same. So it's okay to press pause. Now, if you're in this place and you're like, hey, I hear you, thank you. <laughs> I'm ready to pass pause. I need to do this. I wish I'd done this sooner. This can look like a lot of different things. You can just hit the hard stop. You don't even have to necessarily say, hey, I'm pressing pause on the podcast or I'm pressing pause on the lives and we'll be back in three weeks or we'll be back in a month. You can just stop I'm giving me permission to stop. There's no right or wrong way to do this. If it doesn't even feel good to show up for that next one and say this is going to be the last one for a little while, don't do it. Now, this doesn't mean we necessarily stop running our business. We find something else that does feel good to do. Because business still has to happen. But it's okay to just stop. If you're like, you know what? I can show up and say what I need to say. Then you add a few options. You can reduce the frequency. So I have a client that's actually cutting back. Her podcast used to be every week. She's now going to every other week. And she is notifying her audience of that. You can... Give yourself a quick short-term solution by um, you know, for example, Erica Corday and Pause on the Play podcast. Um, she's on she took like a small vacation. So what she did is she re-released a very old buried episode about imposter syndrome that was way down deep in there and like the first few months of the podcast, most people don't go back that far anyway. And she re-released it as something as like a replay for those new people who had never heard it before, which is probably most of the people (laughs) you can do that too. You can bring back something old and refresh it, especially if it's still relevant, especially if the message matters right now, bring that back. It's good content. And I'm a believer If great content should never die. Also, you can take a long term break and you can decide how long or how short you want that to be. And don't feel the need to put pressure on yourself about this. It really might just be a matter of saying, We're pressing pause if you choose to even say that, and we'll be back. You don't have to tell people when if you don't quite know when. And it's okay to be honest about that. I don't quite know when I'll be back, but I'll be back when I have something good for you. So make sure you stay tuned. <laughs> And tell them how to find out when you're coming back. Whether that's you're going to do an email announcement through your email list. Or a post on Instagram. Or you're just going to release the episode of the podcast. Um, Make sure you tell them to subscribe so they can be alerted when you come back. And then I'm going to ask you to trust that they will be there when you come back. Okay? The people that really, really love on you, and appreciate the work that you and your team are doing, they'll be there when you come back. And when you come back, you'll also meet some new people who come along that will replace the potential ones that you may lose. And that's okay, too. All right. So when I think about visibility lessons during this crisis, I want to leave you with a reminder that One of the most important things right now is knowing that everybody's experiencing this differently and it's okay for you to be experiencing this differently than others and to speak to your truth. Right now, your people want the real brand that you have and that means being vulnerable. And not every day is it going to feel good to show up and be vulnerable for you or your team members. So you can reduce the frequency. But also, don't feel like you have to follow the crowd. And I know I was saying a moment ago that, like, it's easier to fit in. It really is because we don't have to think about it. We saw someone else do this. I guess we should be doing that. Let me just convene with the team real quick. Okay, we're going to do that and then do it. Boom and not ask ourselves why. But fitting in never made anyone famous. Fitting in never made a thought leader. Fitting in does not make an effective influencer. Fitting in does not create a memorable brand. Fitting in means you're easily replaceable. And honestly, fitting in is not your truth. It isn't. Each one of us is so unique. I used to um, be a part of something where they said each one of us is like a snowflake. We're so different than the next and yet we're unified. And it's true. Fitting in is not the real you. It's not your real team. It's not your real brand. It's not going to get you to where you want to go. It's not going to make you famous. And honestly, executing on these tactics and these strategies and doing them anyway when they don't feel good anymore or just because you were told that you should is only going to give you more resistance to showing up. Because when we don't feel good about something, we're going to be resistant to doing it. Oh, and hold up. Let me pause on that for a second. What does resistance look like? If you have found yourself right now writing a post (laughs) for social media, but you can't quite hit send, that's resistance. When you have found yourself knowing that you were supposed to create a podcast episode, but instead you go and read 10 different blog posts about this and listen to two other podcasts and procrastinate. That is a resistance. When you have someone message you that they are interested in getting to know you and your brand better and want to hear your story, and you hesitate to respond, hesitation is a form of... A resistance. (laughs) There's so many little sneaky ways that we can resist. Imposter syndrome is a part of this too. Who the ways that that can look. Get curious about it. Don't beat yourself up about it. I have had all of those show up for me during this crisis, at least once. And... The real thing to do there is to get curious about why are we resisting? Why are we hesitating? Underneath that, you might find that something's misaligned. Something's not feeling good or true or authentic anymore. And when we get curious about what exactly that is, and it gives us the room to adjust and to lean into what does feel good, who we really are, and there we are able to make people feel something. That is visibility at its finest. Not more noise, not more shooting, not more doing for doing's sake. Making people feel something. And that's going to come from being yourself, being authentic, being unapologetic about it and giving yourself permission to pause on all the things that you can go and take that step away and take care of yourself and your team and your clients so that when you do show up, you are able to fully step into all of your awesomeness unapologetically. Maybe with the fuck it on the side. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. And if you'd like support navigating what visibility can look like for you when you are doing it in a way that feels authentic and good for you to show up and exciting for you to show up again, you can head on over to flauntyourfire.com and book a free discovery call with me. From there, I can learn a little bit more about you and your brand and your clients and about what you've been doing right now. What's working? You know, what are you excited about? And help you create a strategy so that you can amplify that and get the results that you're looking for in a tangible way. Tangible revenue in your business. If you really enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to give us that feedback. It's very different than most of our episodes. <laughs> so hearing your feedback has really let us know what you want to hear more of. And you can do that by leaving us a five-star rating and written review on Apple Podcast. And if you don't know how to do that, you can head over to ratethispodcast.com slash fire. And there's instructions on how to do that there. I would love to hear your feedback. We definitely take time to go through and read each review and it totally informs what content we make more of here. Thank you for listening. And until the next episode, take care of yourself.